Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Am I still on? I said I wasn't going to do this, but... (laughs) None of the above party, N-O-T-A dot C-A is the web address. Vesna is my guest. He's on with me now. And he's a busy man, and I don't want to keep him. So here he is. <laughs> we'll just ruin the complete intro. What is it? NH3gas.com? What, 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 what's the site? NH3fuel.com. NH3fuel.com. Okay, here we go. Here we go! <laughs> what a shitty intro. <laughs> Never cut an intro like that before. Vez, tell me, what's going on? This is the first election. Now, I owe my political, the whole political experience to you basically for recruiting me in 93 this will be the first election i believe i've never voted in since i've been 18. yeah why didn't you vote by mail well by the time i actually thought about it i'm trying to get away from politics as as hard as it is for me to look away from justin trudeau and what he's doing uh and then i just finally and i didn't know it was this soon like it's fast man and I haven't really been paying attention to to uh, provincial stuff. So, yeah, by the time I said to myself, oh, I could vote absentee, uh, that was a couple days ago. So <laughs> that's my that's my excuse. So, yeah, okay. what's going on? What's tell us what you're in the middle of. Greg is the leader of the party called the none of the above party. And um, I, I ran for you last time. I ran for anything. Um you know, and, you know, tell me what, well, it, does it do any good to get a prediction from you? <laughs> or we had that already. Just tell us everything you've been up to, what you're seeing, how the media's been playing it, and uh, what do you think's going to happen? Uh, same old, same old. It's, you know, look, I mean, we're, uh, we're, a, you know, we're a major party system. And if you're not a major party, you don't exist. And if you go to the local school to debate, there's a chance you get arrested. At least in Hong Kong, you know you're screwed, okay? You know it, right? You know that the party and the opposition is all approved by the government in Beijing, and you know you're just fine, right? okay? Well, in Canada, you're even more screwed because you don't know it. You don't know that you don't have a right to run for a nomination for one of the major parties unless you get approved. And they'll tell you you're not approved, and they won't even tell you why. And you know what? There's nothing you can do about it, eh? Or you run for a small party or as an independent. Yeah, okay. Try and get on the local TV station and get your name in the newspaper. In fact, they'll do a riding profile with eight candidates, and they'll put up the pictures of the candidates of the four major parties. And the son of God himself could be running as an independent and they couldn't find a picture of him. Okay? Like all they do is these, 
these silhouette shots from America's <laughs> most wanted of all the other candidates. I mean, oh my God. So if you think you live in a democracy, boys and girls, you're sorely mistaken. You live mm -hmm. in an electoral dictatorship where you get to choose your dictator. That's all you get. You don't get anything else. You don't have the right for them to keep their promises. You don't have the right to have them do anything they said they would do. You don't have the right to stop them from doing stuff they didn't say they were going to do or said they weren't going to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, You have no rights. You have the right to go to the ballot box and vote for one of the parties that the media told you exists. And the pollsters mentioned in the polls. Mm -hmm. So, Dude, how so do what you... do I do? I tilted windmills. I say, Canada, you should become a democracy like Switzerland. We should forget representative democracy because it just doesn't represent, which is what Mike Harris said when he signed my book in 1993 before he got his big majority and broke his promise on citizen referendum. So what do I want? I want us to be governed by the people. You can send whoever you want to Ottawa or to Queen's Park and you go and have lots of lunches and you'll give them a nice salary. And every bill they pass every six months, we gather the book and we get a pen and we get to mark X for yes or check for yes and an X for no. And we tell them what laws they're going to get to pass. And then in the last 10 pages, we get to write the top 10 things we want to referend on. And six months later, we get all the bills they think they've passed and we get the top 10 things people cared about in the last six months. And there's a great example, which is Switzerland, which is, which is run that way. And the, you know, the, the people wanted a vote on um, uh, guaranteed annual income for a very, very long time. Really? And they couldn't get it. They couldn't get their legislature to rule on it to give them to vote on it, to do something. So they got enough signatures that it became, they went on the list and it automatically was a referendum and they had it last fall. Wow. And it was defeated, yeah. whatever, but yeah. at least a decision got made. Mm -hmm. And so the problem with what's happened to certainly Canadian and US politics is it's become so hyper-partisan, so Newt Gingrich, so we got to oppose the other side on every single thing they do uh so that they, they so that uh um that they never get any credit for doing anything right so you know what can i say that's that's really what it, what what we've got we've got political parties that don't really care about uh, about keeping their promises that don't really care about doing what they said they were going to do they care about getting elected mm. and they what? care about getting reelected What's Switzerland's rule for referendum? How, how did they well, get they it? Had, everything is a referendum. As I said, oh. you get a book every six months. You get the book with all the laws they pass. And you get to say yes or no, yes or no to all the laws. And then the last 10 pages, uh, and they include the referendums that the people wanted from the, the last book. Oh, I thought you said book. they couldn't get it to the ballot, so the people brought it. The politicians won't do it. The people wrote it up and said, we'll take it. Thank you very much. Okay, so what's the threshold in Switzerland to get it for a citizen-initiated referenda? 
Uh, it's automatic. Oh, okay. Pops automatic when the top ten things that the people want to vote on oh. are submitted okay. when they approve the laws that have been passed. Huh. So every election, there's ten things that they want to the vote on that they're going to get to vote on. Hmm. And it's a perfect system. You do not get to suppress a good idea forever, mm-hmm. which is what you can do here. Right. And is what is Eventually, being done. If something gets substantial public support, the demand for a vote on it will happen. Now, that doesn't mean it will win. No. It means that you get to have the conversation and then you get to make a decision. Now, that's what politics is supposed to be all about. It's not supposed to be about you're a bad person, you're a bad person, you're a bad person just because you have a different policy than me. Right. We reached the point where you know, Republicans and Democrats or conservatives and, and liberals or NDP is, is so viscerally hate each other that if you mm-hmm. introduce them to each other, they cringe, mm-hmm. you know. But yet recent research for ACE in the United States, which studies democracy and elections around the world, has said if you introduce these people without telling them uh, their political leanings and let them talk to each other for five minutes, before they tell each other who they vote for, <laughs> then they won't try to kill each other. <laughs> like, this has been done by the media and this has been done by our political parties and our leaders. They have turned our democracy into nothing more than, than hunger games. Mm-hmm. It's a blood sport. Mm-hmm. And that isn't what democracy is supposed to be, Jim. Athena, the beginning was I got to stand up and have a say. And after everybody had to say we had a vote, and there it was. Mm-hmm. But if you're a small party here, you don't have a right to do anything except get arrested. So come on, give me, give me a break. I know. Next this, question. Yeah, no, <laughs> and you laid it out pretty well and used a great example. And I know this is kind of a corny question, and like I, I, I'm surprised. I like how I'll just say it. How do you? Like I can hear the resignation and cynicism in your in your being all the time, but like, how do you stay hopeful that Greg Vesna, after all you've been through, battling the oil companies, battling your own government, battling, 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 helping leader after leader after leader after leader, party after party after party, to be sitting here and just go. We're all fucked, man. We're fucked. We're playing a rigged game, and you're still playing it. So where do you get it from, man? What keeps you going? How do you stay hopeful uh, uh, and positive? Uh, uh, honest to God, Jim, that, uh, you know, I, 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 Margaret Mead said, you know, great things are accomplished by a very small group of people that start, okay? Um, I, I don't I, – it's never too late. It's never over, okay? Um, I, I've always believed that – that that in the, that at some point the human race will move from being reactionary to be proactive. That the human race will realize that that enlightened collective self-interest matters, and that individual freedom is not the right to destroy civilization and my fellow man. Okay, that there is something. Uh, 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 there's some obligation as being part of the human race. Okay. Uh, and I fundamentally believe in individual freedom and I believe in 
fair enterprise. I don't believe in capitalism because capitalism is all about capital. Capital is not about people. Capital is money. And so if your entire focus is money, I think you're in trouble. Uh, and I think, you know, we're, we're moving real close to, you know, to the golden calf situation again, you know, where, you know, you know, the Lord is going to come down and smite us. You know, we need a Pompeii or something because, I mean, I don't get it. I just don't get it. you got Bible-thumping conservatives that uh, believe in, you know, mass murder with handguns. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, we believe in uh, capital punishment for, for mentally disabled 16-year-olds, but we're against abortion. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And the left, they're just as screwed as well on, on their policies. And that the whole world, the, the whole of the industrialized world has got to destroy our economies and, and give green energy to third world countries. I mean, they don't have any energy, let alone green energy. And why are we destroying our economy, uh, you know, for technologies where there's not enough resources on earth to do it? Look, all the lithium that's mined on earth, okay, uh, could produce all of it, a million vehicles a year, a million vehicles. Well, we build 15 million vehicles a year right now. <laughs> and there's 3 billion of them on earth. So, okay. It, it's it's fantasy land. We live in a fantasy land, and I and I and I hope that 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 I, I hope that things won't. Pardon my honesty. Get so fucked up that it's too late. I hope they'll only get a little bit fucked up, and we'll wake up because human beings are reactive. We can see the train coming. We'll stand right in the middle of the tracks until it fucking hits us and go oh, shit. You, you train driver, you train driver, you're, you're, you're a citizen killer. I had the freedom to stand in that fucking train track and you took away my constitutional right and you killed me and my relatives are suing you. That's, 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 that's how ridiculous it is. And then on the other hand, I, I'm a man of science. I'm a man of knowledge. I look at what's happening around the world in, in medicine, in economics, in science, and I say, you know, wow, mankind's knowledge is, is doubling every six months now. And it'll start doubling every three months. And then every six weeks, and then every three weeks. And then and then and so we've 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 actually reached the tipping point. We've actually reached the point where we will have the knowledge to solve all of these problems. And the question is, is will we do the one thing that no other civilization in the history of the world has done? And for that, will do, we fuck up? Don't we need political will? And isn't that the whole problem with the system is the, the political will? Look at carbon taxes and you'll take the nihilistic that'll say, you know, listen, if we stop burning fossil fuel today, 400 years of the earth changing from what we've done to it already is going to happen. We need to adapt. We can't tax it. Well, look what it's, what's happened with carbon taxes. They're not cleaning up. I mean, we've got less smog days. I guess we can hang our hat on that. But really, I mean, for what we're talking about, everything has got a clean 
air a component to it not that it shouldn't i i'm all for pay for if you pollute pay but we're not we're not paying at the pump for for pollution well we don't have we don't have a level playing field okay okay we you know a carbon tax is wonderful but you know if it only applies to the carbon and fossil fuels but it doesn't apply to the carbon and ethanol and it takes ethanol only has 75 percent of the energy in it in the fertilizer and diesel fuel used to make it but it's called green and it's carbon polluting I, I, you know okay uh we're going to pay five thousand dollars for a battery vehicle subsidy right oh well that costs carbon reduction at two hundred dollars a ton but wait 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 there's about 50 or 100 ways to take carbon out of hydrocarbons for 15 20 30 dollars a ton why are we paying 200 dollars a ton so we don't have uh, what we don't have is we never elected anybody with got that actually passed grade five math and science. Okay, they skipped that. They went all the way to university, and they're like the football player. Well, he can catch the ball. Let him graduate. Let him graduate. Otherwise, he can't play. And that's what we have for politicians. Okay, they're they, and, and I'm being unfair, but look, at the, I know a lot of these people, and they start off as honest, decent, hardworking people that think they've got some ideas and they can make a difference. And then they, and then they unfortunately get elected and then they get to go to the meeting with the whip. Okay. And the meeting with the whip goes like this. Hi, congratulations, winning. And what riding are you? Who are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't care who you are. Okay. So there's two rules there, whoever you are. The first rule is you go, go to raise 500,000 bucks in the next four years for the next election, but we're not letting you have the nominee. Okay. And the second rule is if you say a word against us or vote against us, you're out of the party and no nomination. Now, whoever you are, you get the fuck out of my office until I tell you to get the fuck out of my office in four years from now. <laughs> and that's how it works. And if you don't believe me, then you are blind, yeah. deaf, and dumb. Well, lots of politicians didn't believe you until they got there and saw that it saw it for themselves. I mean, look we at know the a famous. Bunch of them, don't we, yeah, Jimmy, we eh? do. We do. Yeah, I know. We know a premier or two that that happened mm -hmm. to, don't we? Eh? Mm -hmm. So look, okay. What's the bottom line? The bottom line is is that Canada could have look at 1967. I'm 65, buddy. I've been around Canada. One little two, little three Canadians proud and free you know where were we in 1967 the world looked at us with just awe and what were we in 1967 we were one of the only countries in the world that had no debt wow. we didn't borrow money the bank of canada printed money when we needed money and then we elected a guy named pierre trudeau and all of a sudden now we borrow money and one generation later, we got his son, <laughs> and the debt went from almost a trillion to two trillion. Yay! And that's how it works. Okay. So we could have led the world in new economics, in energy management. 40, 50 years ago, we were talking about hydrogen here in Canada. The Premier of Manitoba, a guy named Ed Schreier, did a huge study on doing hydrogen in Manitoba in the late 60s and early 70s. Uh, oh, no, we had to flood oil and gas. We got to subsidize Hibernia. We got to subsidize Allsense. We got to subsidize LNG. We got to subsidize this. Got to subsidize ethanol. 
and automobile companies in Ontario and, and Canada are increasing the ethanol from 10 to 15 percent. We've averaged nine. The automobile companies, the airline companies, everybody has notified them that if you go to more than 10 percent ethanol, we're invalidating everybody's warranties. And ethanol has only 75% of the energy used to make it. So why are we using ethanol? Why we aren't using the energy that we use to make ethanol and reducing pollution by 25% just by doing that? Okay. So, and then the, back to the carbon tax. So, and here's the thing about carbon tax, see? Carbon tax, all the big emitters were exempted. So I'm an ammonia plant in Alberta, and for every ton of ammonia I make, it creates two tons of uh, CO2. So if the carbon tax is 40 bucks, it should cost me 80 bucks. But Trudeau says, no, 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 you can have a 90% exemption. I can pollute away, it only costs me eight bucks a time. So where does the carbon tax have to be before it's cheaper for me to pollute than it isn't? Let's say that the price to eliminate carbon from an ammonia plant to eliminate it, to put it in a uh, in a uh, uh, in the carbon trunk line in Alberta and sequester it, which they can do, but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It costs forty bucks a ton at least to do that. Okay, let's say we're just going to take take the, that and and take seventy five percent of the ammonia and make urea out of it. Now I've got a carbon fertilizer and I didn't emit it. Okay, well say you're going to do that. So you you still have the huge carbon component and the carbon price. And so the price of carbon has to be what? What's the carbon tax gotta be to get $80 a ton when you, to, to get $40 a ton for two tons when you got a 90% exemption. Ooh. So what's the solution? Taxing it when it comes to the solution is you put a price on all pollution on all stages from cradle to grave. Okay. Your batteries are not pollution free. The tailpipe might be zero emission, but a battery a vehicle in the United States where 50% or 40% of the electricity is generated from coal, the battery, the emissions from a car in the United States where the electricity is from coal is greater than a diesel transport truck. No way. Yeah. Oh, sh- of course but it like, is because they're, they're making it. You know, but <laughs> see, politicians are liars. And judges protect liars because in our country, politicians appoint judges. <laughs> and in Canada, the judges can't be recalled. Right. Okay. You can't get rid of a judge in this country for almost anything. So the United States, you get rid of them. True. They're gone, except mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. Right. So, and, and, and the Supreme Court in the United States are being such big idiots right now. But I expect in the next few years, you will see even Republicans agree to term limits in the Supreme Court, and they'll just get rid of these old bastards because they're all fucking retarded. Never happened. Never happened. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) But anyway, we're talking about Canada where Jesus Christ himself could ascend from heaven, and he could not replace any judge in Canada or any civil servant. Try and get rid of a civil servant here. So now that I'm completely hopeless, what do you say to people that, like, what is logistically, what can the everyday guy do? Oh, 
it's it's real simple. It's, and it's, it yeah, is really I know simple. everyone wants to withhold their taxes until no, they no, no, they no, spend no, no, our money correctly. Work. You can't be what do they call these things? I'm a free man, a free whatever the. Good. Yeah, you're free to go to jail, retard. No, no. <clears throat> what you got to do is you got to get a pen and a piece of paper, or you got to get an internet and, and an email, and you got to start blasting your politicians with emails. I'll tell you something. I've worked in MPs' offices and MPP offices. Let me tell you something. When they get one or two emails on a subject there, the staff don't even tell the boss. When they get a half a dozen emails, they tell it to the senior policy advisor. And he decides whether they're going to tell the boss. About half the time they do and half the time. Half a dozen? Yeah. Half a dozen, they won't tell the MP. The MP. No, I, I, can't, I can't even, I can't the, even the imagine. EA, they would, the executive assistant. They would even put it up the, the chain for the, six the, people. The, the gatekeeper, the, yeah, the, no, the, the butt protector, <laughs> the person that carries the giant pad that protects their assholes from arrows and other things they deserve to have. Anyway, uh, but once they get a dozen or so, okay, then the EA writes a report actual report about the issue the constituents who they are their incomes where they work the demographics blah 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 because once you get over 10 emails or letters from constituents on a subject you have what is commonly known since the second world war as the pearl harbor file that's where the memo went to the president of the United States three days before, warning them that the Japanese fleet was headed to Pearl Harbor. That's the Pearl Harbor. That's where that memo was. And that's what politics is. Once you get about a dozen complaints, there's something there. And it could blow you out of the water. And if people wrote emails once a week, I mean this, to their MPs and MPPs, you and if only one percent of the people that voted did it, you know how many emails that would be. Mm-hmm. These sons of bitches that have to read. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about a hundred thousand people in the average writing, a thousand emails a week from constituents. Do you know how fast they'd switch the way they do things? To happen instantly, I can guarantee it. Because the people that own the people that the political parties pay to run their campaigns will tell the political parties, you got to do something. Because we own you. And we're not giving up power. Hmm. Politicians don't run this country. Hmm. The people that own the polling companies and the people that own the media and the people that own the big corporations run this country. You want to spray, you know, uh, uh, final gloss, whatever, the glyphosate in New Brunswick? No problem. The Irvings will get you a permit. (laughs) Okay? You want the taxpayers to pay for all your refrigerators? Law laws will get you a government grant. Okay? You want the taxpayers to pay for your newspaper? Because no one will read your garbage because all you're doing is regurgitating talking points, bullshit talking points from political parties and commentators. You don't have journalists anymore. 
you have ass kissers. I know it'll buy your fucking newspaper and you're going bankrupt. Well, guess what? The fringe newspapers are all making fucking money because they tell people there's 30 political parties and the people go, what? <laughs> Holy fuck, I want to read that. Yeah. And they click through on the ads. Alternative okay? news is huge. All right. So what do our scumbag politicians do? They give billions of dollars in government grants to these to fucking the private sector media scumbags, right? Okay. So, but I'm the positive guy. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Jim, will you lend me a gun, please? I want to end it all. I want to end it all. Oh, man. And I'll get up tomorrow morning and fight all day again tomorrow for truth and justice and hope and democracy. And I'll do it until the day I die. Because you know what? There might be somebody watching that'll that'll agree. There might be somebody watching that'll step up and go, Jesus, he's right. Maybe I should do something. And then there might be somebody else. And then there might be somebody else. You know? And maybe before I go to my grave, I might actually see a change. And you know what? It's more, and maybe I won't. No, it's Jim. more likely that your impact will be felt long after you're gone. And you're right. Exactly. You know, if you take the Mar- Margaret I, Mead, I won't. so what? Yep. So what? Yeah, it's not here. We're not here to take the credit. It's just to make I, a difference. I I live in a country where at least I can do what I do, and I'm not dead yet. Mm-hmm. That's okay? true. I haven't got hit by a beer truck. I haven't been fed polonium Kool-Aid. Unfortunate okay? accident. I haven't been arrested uh, like, you know, our friend from WikiLeaks. Well, you... sitting in a prison in, in London waiting to get sent to the Americans so I could send to Guantanamo Bay with the American promise to close. You haven't right? been very critical of Hillary Clinton, though, have you? Uh, I can still get across a border, <laughs> believe it or not. That, that shit will fuck you up. If you don't. <laughs> no, really, I still can. And, yeah. and believe it or not, um, so no, I, I look. I, I'm critical because I think I have a right to be, and I think I think that I'm right on my criticism. Okay. Um, aside from that, you know, okay. Well, what I what I enjoy about, especially in our private conversations, is you know that the, I hate the term a little bit, but steel man, you can argue both sides of the fence perfectly. And that's what I, I mean. It, our politicians would be better if they could get inside of the opposition shoes and steel man their arguments because, I mean, they just refuse to listen to the other point of view. Like, just because, and now we've got these false majority governments, which I've campaigned hard against. I know you, you know, you've talked about citizen referendum, uh, citizen initiated referendum and recall, such important things, the funding, all of it, proportional representation, but. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say write emails and that a dozen of them gets a report written. But hey, oh, if that's do. all you need to do, yeah, it does. I'm, I'm telling you, okay. I'm just telling you, okay. It does. I've been there. You remember Simon DeYoung, mm-hmm. our great friend, the NDP MP mm-hmm. from Regina, who helped us for 40 years with ammonia, you know, and and Adrian and the other people in his office, and oh my God, it was amazing. It, I watched this and I went, holy shit. And and when you got a couple of dozen emails, it went to the whip and it went to the party leader's office. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. When the village idiots start griping, they start mm. listening. Good. As long as we sit at home on our couch and 
watch the national news tell us the three parties and the four parties every night then they're happy and nothing's going to change so you got to complain to government you got to complain to the regulators you got to complain to the crtc where's the equitable coverage how come i didn't see at least the mention there's 30 parties once how come the cbc can't meet a minimum level of journalism they can't even meet the level of journalism in north korea or they can reach north korea they can't reach the level in hong kong because in hong kong they report about the smaller party they can't reach the level of journalism in iran iran they report about the smaller party how come we spend a billion and a half dollars a year how come tv ontario hasn't said the word none of the above party in two elections not a single time it's supposed to be our educational tv station how come it has a license why are we spending two hundred thousand dollars a year per viewer forget the cbc how much are they clocking we in can that? give everybody that watches tvo a, a limousine <laughs> so that they don't have to take the subway and we can pay their rent mm-hmm. free for what it costs us for TVO. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what, educational TV? What are you educating me on? Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. So that's just, if we had referendum recall, I'll tell you what we'd end up with. I'll tell you what we'd end up with. First thing we'd end up with is a balanced budget amendment. And a balanced budget amendment would be zero base budgeting all government expenditures Mm. and you know what happened about half of them they'd be gone because people that live in ontario ain't paying bribes to people that live in quebec and they ain't paying bribes to people live in eastern canada and they ain't paying bribes to people in western canada and people out there ain't paying bribes to us either and that's what we need we need some honesty and we need some accountability and we need some consequence. There's no consequence to our politicians creating a trillion dollar deficit. Oh, you don't like it? Watch me. I'll make it bigger. Vez, so. just on the way out, I really appreciate your time because I know you're busy two days before the election and running a party and being an active political addict like you are uh just on the way out i know again it's kind of high in the uh, but i think people like hearing it you're king of canada you've got three executive orders what do you change first three things first thing i do is i have a government of national unity i go raid all the other parties i take the best people in all of their parties i jam them in my cabinet and for one year i eliminate cabinet confidentiality And then we all at the cabinet table in front of the whole country discuss the things we agree on. Oh, shit. And in the first hundred days, we pass every bill on the things that we can find that we agree on, or there's a big majority of agreement. And then we fire them all and we go back to the same old bullshit democracy that we have now, except the next two bills are a referendum bill, and a recall bill, three bills, referendum bill, a recall bill, and a public accountability bill. And that includes prison for conflict of interest. <laughs> oh, thank you. For you go to that. fucking jail 
You don't get to go back to the Aga Khan's house for another vacation. You don't get to use a helicopter to go fishing again. You go to fucking prison. And that's what we would do. In South Korea, they managed to throw the richest family in the world who had elected themselves president, the fucking president, in jail for corruption. But we can't throw anybody in jail in this country. We for can't corruption. even get an honest uh, inquiry. No, we, we just hire SNC fucking Lablin when mm-hmm. we want something done. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, first thing we do, honest to God, first thing we do is try and put together a cabinet and a government uh, uh, to do the things that we can at least agree the majority of the public need. That's first. First 100 days. After that, referendum bill, recall bill, accountability legislation, and then let a million flowers bloom. Mm. I love you, brother. We're almost out of time. I appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know you're busy. I caught you off guard today. I'm glad I called because I sent you a Facebook message and you weren't on Facebook. So. I, uh, I don't uh, I don't Facebook as much as people, as the, as the advertising salesman at Facebook tell advertisers. Yeah. I love you, Kathy. Yeah, she's here, but she's I hiding. I could hear her. She heard me. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate the time. All right, Jim. Thanks for having Good luck. me. Good luck on Thursday. Maybe we'll Everybody uh, vote none of the above. And if you don't have a none of the above candidate in your riding, you can decline your ballot. You walk up and say, I decline to cast this ballot. Well, you remember Alex Kazam, my uh, illusionist friend I've been mentoring since he was a kid and as a Green yep. Party candidate. He defaced, he put an X on every single thing, and he wrote a little message on the bottom of his ballot that he hopes that somebody's going to read about how disappointed he is in democracy. Well, the problem with doing that is it's counted as a spoil ballot, which mm-hmm. means he's too stupid to know how to mark the X in the right place. Mm-hmm. Whereas, well, a he didn't have ballot, an of the above either. But a you... decline the ballot is is uh, uh, counted as a decline ballot that you were smart enough to say I don't want to count this ballot. Although elections, Ontario hasn't reported the no, final don't... results on election day since mm-hmm. 2014. Those and the up. last election in 18 was the highest turnout in history for declined, spoiled, and unmarked ballots, Mm -hmm. and the second highest in history for declined ballots, and combined with none of the above, it was the highest history in history in all categories. So there you go. Well, always a good quick hit. Thank you, brother. Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay, so we need to talk about Zoom. So Zoom, sorry, Vez, it was, uh, well, I mean, we were done. But Zoom has decided that they are not offering free calls past 40 minutes anymore. It used to be, and I'm getting this now, see? Take your meetings from basic to pro. Basic, my free plan, and this happened with um, Restream as well. Restream, I used to be able to stream to five accounts. Now I have to pay. And so they changed their plan and didn't tell anyone. Same with Zoom. I didn't get a notice from Zoom. Oh, we're changing our pricing plan and your 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 meetings are going to get cut at 40 minutes. I used to be able to go as long as I wanted with one person. As soon as another person came in, then it was cut back to 40 minutes. You couldn't have multiple people. So now you can't. Now it's 40 minutes. What a disappointment. Like just change the plan, but don't tell anyone. So the first time I had Mike Blocker on, and we get cut off. I thought, oh, shoot, somebody must have, like, I must have had an, an extra person in the room or something. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> so anyways, this is why 
we're doing 40 minute hits because well until i pay for the pro plan on like i've got other things i need to pay for right now <laughs> like rent <laughs> fanman1968 at gmail.com <laughs> send, send an e-transfer <laughs> you fucking losers <laughs> vez good luck on thursday get out there and vote peace love hug your neighbor whatever you do take the mask off your child i'm out
We recognize that the vast majority of gun owners use them safely and in accordance with the law. But other than using firearms for sport shooting and hunting, there is no reason anyone in Canada should need guns in their everyday lives. And Canadians certainly don't need assault-style weapons that were designed to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. Canadians are united in wanting more done to keep communities safe and prevent suicides and gender-based violence. And that's exactly why we're here today. Good night now.